Hello, sci-fi fans. This is Nana Visitor from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and you are listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. If you like what we're serving here at the Sci-Fi Diner, feel free to leave us a tip at patreon.com backslash sci-fi, spelled the right way, and by Audible. Get a free audiobook when you sign up today, audibletrial.com backslash sci-fi diner. Engage. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, where we serve up interviews, news, and our view on the world of science fiction. Come, grab a chair, and enjoy the conversations. I'd say we've got an unexpected guest. Rose, where we're going, we don't need Rose. I've got a bad feeling about it. Oh. All right, welcome to a live podcast of the Sci-Fi Diner. I'm one of your hosts here, Scott Herzog. Hello, I'm Miles McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Ciro Garcia. And we have sitting with us... Dave Sellers. So he's been in the Dave. show before. He represented us at <laughs> Farpoint. So he was our uh, one of our Farpoint consultants this year. And he had the pleasure of interviewing a now visitor, right? That was a blast. He has not washed his hands She's since. <laughs> so it's a... Uh, yep. yep that, She's that she, adorable. She is. How many shades of red did you turn? It turned into almost the 12-year-old... Uh, you know, <laughs> kind of a deal. But uh, it, it was... She was a very wonderful, warm, regal lady. I mean, she couldn't have been any better toss. Oh, it was lovely. great. Yeah, she it was. was she was great. And Timothy's on. That was big for you, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was almost bigger than than, than an visitor. The gal yes. from Stargate, the blonde one, that when we Miles and I interviewed her, and now I'm forgetting her name. Amanda Tapping. Yes. So Miles was like 18 shades of red, and like all the way, he was like a Neapolitan because it just moved from the vanilla into the strawberry. Into the strawberry. She's ratting it you was out, ador- Miles. It was adorable. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> say it to rat you out. It was just so precious because we both like had our fan person moments and oh. they were just delight she was so delightful she gave and me I- a hug i couldn't help it oh yeah. <laughs> i presume it was the same with nana did you give a shatter hug this morning no it was not that kind of vibe <laughs> <laughs> he, he was nice he said good morning you know right. I, I should i should feel good right right so, <laughs> therefore he for, said first, good morning you first, should have a good morning you better split, have a good morning yeah <laughs> so for a split second he you know knew who i was well that that's kind <laughs> of important yeah that's, that's okay. Cool. Yeah. I feel like he's actually not Kirk in real life. I feel like he's more Denny Craig from that from the, the law show he was on. But it seems like... You mean Boston Legal? Boston Legal. Yeah. I feel like everyone who's had a moment with him, mm-hmm. they're all just like elated and incandescent from having a just that five seconds with him. And it was... <laughs> I, I love... I, I kind of, kind of want to spend the 90 bucks now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, what we're going to be doing during the show is we'll be giving out, we have tons of stuff to give away. Everything this table has got to go. So we'll be giving, you'll have a lot of chance to get a lot of different loot and take it with you. Hold on, uh, I didn't pick through what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ooh, hold on. Yeah, yeah, you're gone. Oh, I have that already. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, you're good. <laughs> so, uh, so at different times we'll be doing some trivia and then we'll be giving stuff away anyway. So tons of stuff to give away during the show this time. Um, so we're going to start off with a real quick question. This is a Hopefully a softball if you're real geek, right? I guess. Uh, not that I'm challenging your geek cred here. Uh, but I'm looking for someone. Oh, you're pointing to him? Okay, so this is for you. No. But I to name the first six live-action Marvel movies in order of release. Wait. Starting with Iron Man. This okay. is what's called Phase 1 of Marvel. Okay. You, you, can you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I can, I can do it. All right. You, oh, okay. I wasn't sure. Like, are we do, doing no, battle no. to see who goes first? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so starting with Iron Man. Okay, so it goes Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, and I believe that leads into Marvel's The Avengers. Well done. Good one. Yeah, nice. You got it. Wow. There you go. Nice job. So you can come up and pick something. The, co- the comic books are by set, so you can just take, if you want all the comic books, you just take the entire set. So, so you can do that now if you want. 
So we'll continue to uh, talk as we, as we go here. So we're here at Shore Leave 40, celebrating 40 years of Shore Leave. Wow. Well, I know. Can you believe it? Wow. I have not been here quite that long. Uh, Michael Schilling, who you heard on our show, is sitting in the audience here. He has been here probably one of the longest. I don't know. He's been 33 here. 33 years. 33 years, which is pretty years. pretty long. Pretty long here. Um so what has it been like, this, this con, coming to the con? Miles, why don't we start with you? What, what's, what's it been like, the experience? It's the same every year. Um, gotten to know some people. I only get to see me once, maybe twice a year. But they become dear to me. So every time I come here, it's always just having a nice reunion. Uh, seeing some old fr- Now they're old friends. has been coming here since 2009. Talking about the, the sci-fi we love. And maybe we'll have a drink and have dinner later. Uh, that, that's something that, that, that that's dear to me about, about Shore Leave. Uh, Shore Leave brings great guests that are, most part, very fan friendly. And if they have time to talk to you for a few minutes, you can have a nice little conversation with them about the work they did or about anything. And uh, so we, we, we've had some nice conversations today and, and yesterday with with some of those people. But uh, that's something I, I think of. Great costumes. We're seeing some. Never disappoints. We're, we've already seen some great costumes. I'm sure we're going to see some even greater costumes later this evening at, at the Masquerade. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, there's a bunch of T-Rexes running around with uh, Oh, my God, they're so cute. <laughs> Star Trek uh, shirts. They are fantastic. That's very they're creative. They're so cute. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, one of my favorite things, we were sitting last night in the uh, where the guests are signing autographs and so on. And we were waiting to chat with uh, Peter from Stargate because I can never remember his last Kalamas. Kalamas, thank yes. you. Yeah, that's much better than I did. But we were waiting to chat with him and Nog's over there arguing about Deep Space Nine and Babylon. Uh, not Deep Space and Nine. Voyager. And, uh, no, it was Voyager and uh, Battlestar Galactica, and oh, how okay. Ron Moore had taken concepts from Voyager. He was very vocal about it. He was he he was very um, <laughs> very opinionated. Very opinionated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which but he was he was engaged with a fan, just discussing this in depth, having this in depth conversation about this. So it was very very cool. It, it was a fun conversation listening on. Yeah, Dave's drop on. So mm-hmm. well, it makes it special that the the guests they're not just the icon that we see on the screen, small or large. They they they're just like us. They're here to just completely nerd out and geek out about stuff themselves. So when you have those moments of of just where you connect as from what you know nerd to nerd instead of you know icon to person giving you 50 bucks for something when you're actually just being human and interacting it's kind of joyful and i find when i go to the bigger conventions when i go to new york comic-con or i've been to comic-con um i like i like shore leave because it's it's so much more intimate and it's much more person to person and i i love that they're willing to give that of their own personal space and share that with all of us. Very good. So, Thanks. who here has? This is their first surely. Is there anyone out there? Dave, you I know. No. Yeah, so, <laughs> Dave, this is your first surely ever. So, what has been? I mean, you were at Farpoint, and they're kind of sister conventions. But what has surely been like for you? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of the same feelings that I got from Farpoint. Growing up where I did with the people in my hometown, this stuff wasn't very popular. You know, I, I was the one out of all of my bunch who was a Star Trek fan who loved the Star Wars and all that stuff. No one else got it. So growing up with that and now finally in my adulthood, coming to a place like this, it's an odd sense of coming home. Like I'm now surrounded by people who love the same things I do. We share that same excitement. So it has been just a blast, just an absolute blast here. And just like Em said, we went to, uh, I was at another larger con in Philadelphia a few months ago. They're great if you like dumping a ton of money and waiting in line all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait, exactly. And, but here, I mean, just the difference with this of, of being able to go to sit in panels talking to other fans and other people who are in the business with it and see the really creative costumes that come around it's it's truly a, a different a different environment and a wonderful one at that good good 
Go ahead. Um, I don't know if you can uh, hear me through there or anything. Or uh, any I'm problems, I'm but we should be able to hear you. Okay. First of all, I wanted to thank all four of you for your kind words on behalf of the Shore Leave Committee. This is why we do this year after year after year, to have people come up to us pretty much on a regular basis and almost person to person universally praise the convention and even more so, not just the convention itself, but the people that they've met. Everybody says how nice everybody is and that feels really, really good. Make them want to come back. Uh, it brings us tremendous satisfaction, especially someone who's new to Shore Leave after all these years. What kept you? Um, <laughs> yeah, who's new to Shore Leave and tell us, I never knew this thing was here all these years. I can't wait to come back again. In almost every case, I hear this all the time. Um, oftentimes, I'll speak to people, um, whatever you want to call the term, con newbies, convergence, whatever you want to call them, and they're here for the first time, and I'll say... You know, oh, they're, they're from this place, they're from this place, they're from out in the Midwest somewhere. And I'll have a conversation with them, and I'll, and I'll ask them, what kind of conventions do you have out where you live? And they'll talk about creation shows. They'll talk about the giant San Diego Comic-Cons or something like that, where the vibe is totally different, you know? And I, I almost feel sorry for them in a way because you've never really had the opportunity to experience conventions like Shore Leave and Farpoint, where, yes, it's a whole lot smaller, we can't, we don't have the budget for that kind of guest list, but considering the size of the convention and the size of the hotel, which we are very limited with the amount of people we can have, ergo the number of tickets we can, we can have, the number of memberships we can sell, um, we do pretty good with the resources that we have. So, um, so first of all, thank you for all your kind words. It means the world to us, believe me. And also, I wanted to say that I hear that over and over again. I talk to people who come from other parts of the country that just don't have the benefit of these kind of shows where they're from. It's like their eyes have been opened. This has been here all these years and we didn't know it. So I always try to tell folks, including when we do our show every year, Scott, I always try to mention, for those of you out there who may have heard of us who, or maybe hadn't heard of us before, give it a try. Just come one day. And I guarantee you, you if you can't find something fun to do, you're not trying hard enough. And if you can't make any new friends there, you're not trying hard enough either. Because I remember many years ago, Major Barrett Roddenberry uh, said in uh, one of the famous, I think it was one of the Trekkies documentaries, said, if you don't think you have any friends, come to a convention. Really, you do. You just don't realize it. It's true. And I try to push that point through every time when I try to talk about the, about the convention. So, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. We enjoy it. You're very welcome. The, the diner has been with us for, what did you say this during nine, interview? Nine years. Nine, nine years? years already. Oh, my gosh. You were one of the originals, one of the first ones who came on board when I was moved up from yeah. the video department to the publicity department. Um, you, In fact, you had told the story during the podcast of how we somehow managed to link up and arrange that first interview that time. That was Miles' so. fault, I believe. Oh, Miles we have you to blame. Okay. Yeah, Miles is what to blame, which is fine. We're okay with that. <laughs> so I have another another trivia, and this is now a little bit more a shore leave trivia, so we're so I don't know if it's fair to have you in the mix, right, Mike. So I we'll say zip it. Zip it. <laughs> How many days was the first Shore Leave convention? That's, that's, that's a good question. I was five years I'll never tell. What a good two. You said one. It was one day. That was right. Yay. One day. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You can pick a prize. Yeah, you can pick a prize yes. up here. So. Come on down. Yeah, so. Can I bring my advisor? <laughs> you bring, sure. bring your advisor absolutely. too. Yeah, absolutely. Great announcer voice, by the way. Really <laughs> great presentation. Thank, like you. Thank you. So, uh, Dave, uh, we talked to you. Um, how about you? What have you been enjoying about this convention this year? This year, in particular, or the years I, that I've come? Take your pick. Take so, your pick. How everybody answer it? In the first years that I came, I was obsessed with making sure that I went to every panel, all the things. I need to see all the things. I need to talk about all the things. I need to argue about all the things. And then, because it was important, there was just so much information, because like you, I was cl a closeted nerd. 
And when I came out of the closet, everyone embraced me and loved me, and it was great. And it was important. Thank you very much. And I had just started doing voiceover work for some audio dramas, and I actually was listening to your podcast and said, your voiceover in the beginning is terrible. Here's some to use for fun. And then I listened to the next episode and went, holy crap, that's me. And yeah, we, we ended just up, used it. We, they just used it. So they, like, it, it was the first time I think we got to meet and chat, and it was very much, there's so much to do. And what I've learned over the years is that there is so much to do. There's something for everyone to do. Like, there's always something here. Mm-hmm. But that I can stop and I can take a moment because I've made so many new friends and friends who are, you know, oh, my God, you live like three blocks from me. What is this? I can have that time to to make a new friend, to have a conversation, to talk about this, like Star Trek Discovery, to talk about how um, Babylon 5 is terrible and... Um, I heard it. I heard the gas. We'll have another podcast about that. Um, it's it's just an environment where I come here and I feel like this is my safe place. This is where these are my people. And if I say stuff like Babylon Five is terrible, uh, the room will divide. But then we'll have a jaunty conversation about it. The F-bomb will get dropped, I'm sure. And then we just go get a drink, or we go get a hot dog, or we go off to our own special places. And then we leave kind of, it recharges my nerd battery. So I leave here kind of in that nice, like, happy space where over the next few weeks until my next, you know, nerd apocalypse, um, I feel re-energized about the things that I love and... You know, the fact that I've, I buy so many comic books at the shop just hands delivers them to my house. And, like, it's, and it's, like, nobody here scoffed at that. That's beautiful because that's, it's really, it's, it's an embrace. And it's so close to home. And it's so much, when I go to New York Comic Con, it's easily, I lay out for hotel tickets and all that. It's about a two grand vacation for four days. I know I can come here and get a much deeper, more robust, um, experience that is like it lets me it I can afford to come here all every year all the time and be a part of this and I love that I love that it's not crazy exclusive that I, I love that it's 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 an inclusive place where you can be your whole self and bring your whole self so thank you for creating that for being part of the team that creates that space Believe me, you're very welcome. It's a great labor of love. I know that's an old expression. Everybody says it, but in you know, in this case, it, it really is because we're certainly not doing this for the money. That's for sure. I mean, we, we do this, you know, for the love of everything Star Trek and science fiction, fantasy have meant to us down mm-hmm. through the years. We do it out of the sense of tradition. In many cases, this is a multi generational thing. You can see it out there. So many more you babies can see this babies year. Out a lot of there, kids young out there. That's people, for sure. People in their twenties. There are millennials here. There kids. are people all the way up to to senior citizens Waters. here. And yeah. Some of them have been coming since literally the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, if you find a large room, you're going to find everything from the youngest person all the way up to someone who clearly remembers when Star Trek was just coming out, and maybe even before. Um, and you get a tremendous vantage point that way um so and you know we do it out of the love for our fellow fans and the friendships that we have developed and that includes all of you um you know for being a part of this for for so many years and we want to see that continue even in this era of instant gratification and just get online and get anything you want right away you know um it's great to just have these gatherings even if it's just once or twice a year too recharge the batteries as you said it's it's a very very special feeling not everybody understands that but if you've ever felt it you know exactly what i'm what i'm talking about you know it's a great place to to feel accepted today i heard i guess it was after a, a shatner picture thingy the photo op and a dad telling his kid, that's the first Captain Kirk. <gasps> that's so cool. I like, I've almost burst into tears. It's just so special. You're raising your children, right? It, it just, it's a nice moment. And it's not something you get all the time, but you get that here. The other thing about this year is that I feel like the vendor room, I feel like there's more makers, more like deep creators up there this year instead of just here's my shop with all my stuff and let's 
let's get collectibles. There are people who are taking their love of what we love and yeah, turned it into pottery. a mug, and yeah. turned it into a glass, turned glass, it into. Yeah. There's yeah. wonderful yeah. makers this year, and I think I, that was I, deliberate. I love. I'm so happy. I've spent a lot of money. So well selling chocolates in the garden room. Believe me, I've never seen that. Yep, I, he's had got it, my I, had the, I had the bacon chocolate. What are they called? The bacon bar. How is it? It's pretty good. I was like bacon and chocolate. Cool. Oh, wrong, oh my right? god, that's so good. I know. What can go wrong? The two healthiest things in the universe. Well, they have chocolate covered strawberries, which is technically a fruit. <laughs> yeah. So it's totally fine. Yeah. Right, it's nutritious. Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. Well, I have another question for you, and this is again for a prize. And can anyone tell me where the first Shore Leave was held? Was it at the Baltimore Convention Center? It yeah, wasn't. Oh. It wasn't. So, uh, I say it? yeah, go ahead. Uh, the campus of what was then Towson State University. TSU? Yeah, oh, wow. it's just Towson University. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going there right now, so I should know. It's, it's TU, not TSU, like my parents keep saying. Oh, Towson State, how was, cla- was, then, was class today, now. son? I was like, dude, no, it's TU, okay, not TSU. All right, it don't, was the... don't scoff at your elders. The no, elders know what's going on. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's TU. The Union Building on the third floor. They yeah. rented the third floor of the University yeah. Union Building. Okay, so let me give a follow-up question. This will be, again, for some loot. How many, we often, when we come to conventions, many times we draw people here the first time is a celebrity guest. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. how many celebrity guests attended the first convention? I'm going to say one. Probably wrong, though. Any other any guess? What? I don't think any. Zero. Oh, okay. Zero celebrity guests. You had a prize. I was this close. Well done. Please pick a prize. Bob Greenberger created that great book and all that right. information is yeah, in there. Yeah, people haven't read it yet. Surely five actually was the first. There's also yeah, a grab bag a full question. of stuff, but you can't look at it. You just have to grab the bag. We can still give the question. <laughs> there you go. Good questions, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh... So let me talk about my experience. I've talked about my experience with Shore Leaf. So my hey Scott, what's your experience with Shore Leaf been like? Good. Uh, well, Chatner well, just finished. Red, who what? William Chatner just finished. Finished what? His top. Yep. Wow. Oh, he, he went over time. Yep. Oh, bless well, his heart. Well, it's Chatner. I mean, come on. Dude. Well, he started late too. But okay. All right. Well, All right. Well, don't bless him. Whatever. So Neil, everyone, you know, just for you here. Neil. Said it's hearing in the podcast here, but yes. Um, so Scott. So what drew me to the convention, is, as we mentioned earlier, Miles is the first guy. That, we were running a podcast. Originally, we were called Dining at the End of the Universe, you know, a playoff of the uh, Douglas Adams. Uh, and so this is kind of, we were starting, and we probably got our leg into shortly because we interviewed John Broughton from Starship Farragut. Um, we were doing, like, Star Trek fan films, and then we did, like, Star Wars fan films. And these were in the early episodes of the podcast. And as a part of that, Miles said, well, let me see if we can get into this convention as press, right? So I guess you must have contacted Mike Schilling or whoever. Uh, I don't recall one of us did. Yeah, well, you, I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> and then, then, you, then you lined it up, and then he said, what? Well, then, then Mike said, well, you know, we have these guests coming that you could interview. And we said, okay, we'll do that. And so that was really my first experience at the con. And so... First con experience was just really just loving the, the all the celebrities I saw on TV. Now we're like in the flesh, and that was part of it. But over the years, and while I still like sitting down, and, you know, finding out what makes these actors tick, and you know what makes what them, you know, what makes them so good at the shows, and what what develops their character, and all those sorts of things, I still love to find out. Uh, more importantly, as Miles and many of you have echoed, I just like reconnecting with people that I just don't see that often. And it's, it really is the relationships that bring me back. Um, and yes, still love the celebrities and everything else that you always love. But, you know, the, it's familiar like today, for example. This is my son that's at second shore leave, I think. Um, and he wanted to spend all time. He spent it playing Star Trek Ascendancy, the new uh, board game that's out. And, he was in the game room playing it for, he played it an hour with the people that are selling it and then played another hour and a half in the game room and just, that's where he wanted to hang out. And for him, that was, he was thriving, getting a lot out of the convention that way. And so as Em said, there's something here really for everyone. And, uh, you know, if you want to spend all day looking at the sky and the stars, you can do that. That's a part of it. It's one of the things that I really, really appreciate about Shorely and, you know, seeing how it evolved and changed over the years and, getting to know a lot of the staff and 
and just a lot of the people in there. So, yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of my experience with 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 shore leave and everything that it has to offer. So, I do have a question. And Schilling mentioned this. This will get me for some uh, prizes up here. Uh, so, Shortly Five was the first celebrity guest interview. Can anyone tell me who the first celebrity guest was? Someone's looking at the book I back there. I love that all of you back there are looking <laughs> like, in your like, box. <laughs> Boom. Go ahead. George Takei. It was George Takei. That's correct. Yay! So, come on down and get a prize. Yeah, come down and get a prize. Yeah, absolutely. George Takei, yeah, first guest. So... As far as media guests, I should say. We had author guests before that, and we'll test you in them in a little bit. All right, go ahead. Miles. Oh, the com- just the comic books are in a set, so t- take the... You can take, the, you can take the entire set of comic books. So it's not just the comic book on the top. Whatever was underneath it is yours, too. So you can read the whole thing. There you go. Very Yay. cool. Awesome. That is an exclusive T-shirt, too, that only went out to 7,000 people. So... A lot of these comic books appear come courtesy of Miles. Let's talk about this obsession with comic books. Something wrong with an obsession with comic books. I didn't say there's anything wrong. Did did you hear me judging? There was a tone. Did you hear me judging? I'm not... I guess maybe the word obsession is what did it. But let's talk about... uh, I mean, this is something that you've been into for a while, right? I've been into comic books off and on throughout my whole life, but... But with the advent of the Kelvin timeline Star Trek movies, it got me back into it again. Uh, I want, it was the only Star Trek we were getting at the time until we got either new Kelvin movie. This was even long before Discovery. So since since the um, those movies have been released, I've, I've been buying the Star Trek comic books from IMDb with them, and occasionally there'll be another series. I bought I bought a set of um, Firefly comic books and. Um, this year, there was also there's a crossover between classic Battlestar Galactica and uh, reimagined Battlestar Galactica. They, 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 there's a scenario where they they meet up, and um, Peter David is one of the authors, which is great. And so that that series finished, so I, I bought that. Uh, I'm gonna read it again, but then I'll give it away sometime. Yeah. So uh, for you, it's an expanded story that you aren't getting other content. So this is another way to get that content for you. Yes, and the nice thing about comic books, you could do these crossovers with an old show like Classic Battlestar Galactica and as Peter Davis said, yeah, well the sad thing is some of these people are no longer with us and so in the comic book you could bring them back and have uh, Commander Adama interact with uh, um, Bill Adama from um, uh, Reimagined Battlestar Galactica. Don't, only, only in that kind of uh, situation can you, you bring them two together. Yeah. And M, you, you're a huge fan of comic books too. I mean, I, you were talking about it. I did. I stopped. What got you? What got you into comic books? As a kid, I would read my brothers, and I would get in a lot of trouble. Don't touch <laughs> my comic books. And then my mom would buy me the girly comic books, the ones that were like that were for, supposed to be for little girls, and they were boring. So I would sneak and go and find my brother's stash and read them, and I would hide them in mine because mom didn't want me reading Spider Man. So. I, and then I had friends who would get them, so I'd have to go read it at their house. And then it was probably about, I think it was, it was maybe 36 or 37, someone had commented how they're reimagining back. I stopped because of the, the whole, like, broke back look and the way women were being portrayed in comic books and the way the female superheroes were being portrayed. And I hated that the female co- uh, uh, superheroes were actually the damsels in despair dress when they that's that's not who they should be so i stopped for a long time and then spider woman was being reimagined x-men had that whole series where it was just the female characters um who were left at the school and they were running things beautifully by the way um and that kind of got me back in and then i had a chance to sit with babs tar who reimagined um batgirl and gave her this whole uniform that made sense like, the, the male characters had uniforms that made sense. The female characters had uniforms that were painted on. And, like, where are... The, there's no place for your utility stuff, except for someplace indiscreet. So, it's... Right. For, like, to have... I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. But... It's true. It, it changed. Like, the whole tone started to change. 
And so I started going to my local shop and do you want a box? Sure, I'll get a box. Do you want that? And now he just pulls titles for me and I'll get like a stack this thick and I'll make a cup of coffee or I'll open a bottle of wine and I'll sit on the patio and I'll just dive into these amazing worlds. And I, it, it's kind of this revolution with um, like N.K. Jemison's writing and um, uh, G. Willow Wilson. They've taken the female characters and really, and the multicultural characters, really lifted them back up and put everybody on as even a keel as possible. We're still working on it. Um, and that's that to me was delicious, to have that fantasy world that I like to escape to, but then have someone that, that I could connect with, someone who I admired. And um, like the new Ms. Marvel, she's, she's a teenage girl dealing with the fact that she has a very strict um, Muslim family and she also has to be a 16-year-old girl and now she can embiggen and save the world and harass Wolverine and she's just a regular kid so it was it was it was something that drew me in and and now I read like everything I I love getting um even the big names or the smaller stuff like from Dark Horse um there's a couple other like independent uh books too um like Star Power I they only can they print their books themselves so there's only a new trade book every two years and but I'll wait for it, and I'll just walk up to the table and say, take my money. Just take it, because it's something new and fresh. And I, I like that escapism. It's fun. I like the fact our, our library has the new Miss Marvel. That was kind of cool to see them bringing that in as part of, you know, they don't get a lot of comic books in a school public school library where I teach, but it was neat to see them bring that in. Uh, it's relatable. It is, and it's in the, the from the multicultural aspect, it's something you just haven't seen in superheroes. So another trivia question here before we continue. Uh, any, can anyone tell me how much it costs to go to the very first shortly? And I, and I will take at the door or pre-sale, either one. Go ahead. $8. Close. Ten Close. bucks. Go ahead. Yeah, I was 15 bucks. No, less. You're actually less than 10. $6. You're really close. $5. It was five dollars. That was at the door. Three dollars if you did it in advance, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. Wow. You never, you never program book. Then it was a flyer. It was a flyer you had wow. when you walked wow. in. So help yourself to some more prizes up here. So you guys, okay. Go pick something. Fun. Yeah, my daughter doing. Yeah, so we, absolutely. There you go. That worked. Wow! Don't hear those prices anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, that you know, was the hot but, you know, this was this was really a group of friends coming together to just talk about things that they loved, right? Right. Uh, and so it was it was less about the celebrity guests. That wasn't necessarily even on the agenda. Although they did have a special guest that canceled on them, and we no one has ever mentioned what that guest was. Do you know? Oh, off the top of my head, no. You'd have to talk to one of our uh, founding convention. What? Well, probably uh, Melissa James. Really James no. Yeah, that would be one of the ones to ask, even if she can remember. But, but yeah, in those days, your top guests would usually be a couple of zine writers. Even Howie and Bob didn't join us until like shortly two and three. Right. And they've been coming regularly ever since. By the way. By the way, sometimes people come to us and say, how would you get to the point where you have more than 40 professional writers? I said, it didn't start out that way, believe <laughs> me. You know, it just kind of grew. I mean, it all started with two, right. Howie and Bob. Right. You know? Wow. So that's where it all started. And it just grew from there. It just kept growing and growing, you know, right from there. In fact, I think Bob Greenberger actually was the first. Yeah. And then he invited Howie the next year. And then they've been together with almost no stoppage, you know, ever since then. So it's basically impossible to think of shortly without Howie and Bob, because if not for those two, we wouldn't have this incredible group of, of writers that we just kind of take for granted now that come, you know, basically to a fault every single year. It gets to the point where we have a hard time finding rooms for them all and their families. We have all these, these guests to keep track of. You know, you have actor guests, you have writer guests, you have scientist guests, we have performance yeah. artists, you know, yeah. you got your lunacy people, yeah. you got artist guests of honor, right? A lot of these people are bringing their families with them. It's a lot of people to keep track of, let me tell you, you know, but everybody seems to want in. What can I say? Yeah. You know? Oh, cool. You can see how crowded um, Meet the Pros gets every Friday night? About you that. Know? Must be something in the water. 
Keeps yeah. coming back. I don't know. Keeps coming back. Go ahead. I've been reading and enjoying Star Trek novels for 30 years. And I say that I'm kind of dating myself, but coming here, I get to. I, before that, I never got to meet the authors who wrote these books that I love so much. But the last nine years, I've, I've now met many of these people. And so that's, that's been a great experience for me. Gives life into the uh, different sort of life into the book. Yeah, you, know, you get to, and, and you could talk talk about the stories, talk about what what they had in mind when they were writing them and stuff. And uh, um, another another great thing about the, about shore leave is if you're an aspiring writer, there's people here that could give you some advice. All those workshops. There's yeah. workshops mm-hmm. for, for 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 writing, um, self defense classes, um, couponing, doggy parenting, belly dancing. There you so, go. There's, there's there something you go. For, hey, that was for you. Yeah. Belly dancing workshop. <laughs> People all from if we have the spies, they sure, why not? Come yeah, bring them we'll in. Bring them in. Bring them in. I think they called that the truffle shuffle. The truffle <laughs> shuffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understood that reference. Yeah. There you go. I like that. Uh, yeah. Stuff. I like that reference. How was Meet the Pros? You guys went last night. Yeah. It was, it, again, it was like Mike said, it was full. First hour is really full. Then about last hour, it tapers off a little bit. But it's just, again, it's just line after line and uh, uh, people just kind of being there, talking mm-hmm. about their books, selling their books, signing their books. You don't have to, you don't have to pay for an autograph. Yeah, really I, had, I had a couple comic books signed, and Mar- Mary Fan was here. She writes uh, a lot of young adult science fiction, so I got a book for my niece. Yeah. Those are great. Those are great. If you have not found Mary Fan, find her. She her newest book is called Girls Who Code. So I bought it. Before, I just bought it based on the title alone, and then I started reading some of her stuff. It's it's a wonderful young adult perspective of science and science fiction, but for for young people, but especially for young women. Right. And um, I I pre ordered like six copies to send out to friends. Yeah. The biggest line was for the Akutas. Who everybody Obviously. with the Star Trek encyclopedia there? So there was a big long line of us uh, uh, sitting there, and, the, and you know they, they would chat with everybody, and uh, they were very friendly. Right, and they didn't just pass you. It wasn't like a quick chat. They would sit there and talk, right. and just have a real nice conversation with you about it. And, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I had the hard copy of the first edition of the Encyc- Star Trek encyclopedia, and he pointed out how the cover. The cover image uh, came about. You know, he just off the top of his head, just said, "You know, first somebody th- somebody had marked something up, and he said, no, no, I want it like this.'" And you know, he told something, and then they, you know, put it together like like it actually is. I really have to come here for the full weekend next time. Yeah. Oh, you only came for uh, just today. Oh, today. Yeah. you got to do the whole package. Right? Yeah. Whole package. There's always something going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Very true. <laughs> the dates are actually in the book that you can almost. Yeah. Well, Sign so, them all weekend. Um, Shore Leave 2019, what are the dates for that? Uh, let me see. I have okay. the book in here. It's not Sorry. quite as uh, early as this It's a uh, weekend later. Bastille uh, let's Day. see here. July 12, 13, 14, 2019. Oh, you need to book your hotel Already. like now. Already. Yeah, so, book your hotel now. Historically, we start accepting um, memberships like in October or something. Right. They give it a couple months rest. But by like October, November, check the website. They'll start mm-hmm. accepting, yeah. you know, the memberships on the uh, around Columbus Day. Better yet, get on the email list. Yeah, so yeah, get, get on, on the, the email, email list. list if you want. Which you can yeah. sign up at the shore leave. And if you go to Farpoint, <laughs> Farpoint, they're usually announced a few guests. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Farpoint's a good con. It helps too. to have two great conventions side <coughs> by side like that because each one can kind of. Advertise the other, right? And you're kind of almost yeah. opposite. You know? There's a great so. symbiosis between the two cons too. Mm-hmm. It's never like because in Northern Virginia we're getting we have Awesome Con which exploded, yes. and then there's the All Star Con. There's a couple of little conventions, but they they don't really seem like they want to create. They have their silos, and I feel like surely even far cross pollination. There's there's definitely the cross the symbiotic relationship of sharing back and forth and it just feels like it, it shore leave is a warmer version of farpoint and farpoint is a colder because it's the winter time when farpoint happens and it's super warm mm-hmm. when shore leave happens and it's it's base it's wonderful because then you get to warmer see the same and weather people. not necessarily sentiment 
Right. That's right. what yeah. I meant. Like, yeah. Because like, well, that's clarify. why I said the friends winter party. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's not just the same organization, party. but it, they are friends of right. ours. Yeah, yeah. Like, Shirley gave a cake to celebrate uh, Farpoint's 25th anniversary, and the Far Farpoint team gave, there's this nice uh, picture at, at, at the back of the uh, uh, table down by registration there, uh, which uh, Short, the Farpoint team got Todd Rogmans to write celebrating uh, Shirley's 40th anniversary. That's, so. so that's awesome. But that, that's part of the whole community of it, too. It's like a family. It is. It really it's is. It's lovely. Family. It's super it lovely. That's what I've noticed. I've come here three years in a row, and I've noticed I meet more and more people, and they all become like friends of mine, and we all like exchange like contact info, whatever it is, and then we like once in a while we'll contact each other or whatever. I mean, what was I think it was uh, Howard, uh, who's a diehard Indiana Jones fan. I was on a panel with him at Farpoint. And he and I were on the panel together, and he's like, you know what, Ryan, I'm happy you're on this panel because you give, like, a younger, you know, pointing the obvious, but you're a younger generation, so you get to point out some stuff that I may have missed, or when I, and, you, and we compliment each other. So, and plus, he was cosplaying as Indy, so he clearly had me beat. Uh, <laughs> clearly had me beat. Um, but, yeah, just to, to be able to experience that, like, it's one thing to go to a con, but then to be, to be on the panels, it's like, I'm not saying it's not a competition or anything, but to be on the other side of the table, it's like, I've made it. I'm at the. I'm at the. Not that I'm saying it's a competition, but it's like being at the big kids table. It's like you're here in the audience and you're enjoying and you're soaking up all the nerdiness and the geekiness of it all. But then when you're on the panels, it's like, yeah, man. Now I made it to the All Star game. It's like now I'm in the NBA finals, and it's great. And I love doing it. I can't wait to go back to Farpoint next year. Just uh, one thing. Um, I'm proud of Shirley for so many things. One thing I'm not sure if we covered it during our our talk, Scott, but. Uh, another thing, and uh, perhaps you could give the perspective, M, on the more professional conventions you've been to. But another thing about science fiction fandom in general, and I know about the about Shirley Van Farpoint as well, is the great charity aspect mm. of conventions mm -hmm. like this. Absolutely. Um, as far back as I've been coming here, we've had a relationship with the Maryland Food Bank and the American Red Cross. Now that, I think, has always been there as long as I've been involved. Okay, can't give you an exact date, but it seems that way. In more recent years, we've had these silent auctions where the funds will go. I think this year it's like the the K nine program and the the No Child Hungry program. And before we had the whole thing with the uh, Julian Fleming Fund and everything. No matter what the mood of the country is, no matter what the economy is year to year, these charities do extremely well. And I've always been very proud of that. I don't know if that happens with other conventions around around the country, but it seems especially around here, fans always take care of their own. They always have. Yes. And I think when I talk to other folks who aren't familiar with conventions, and all they see in their mind is William Shatner telling everybody, get a life on Saturday Night Live, I say there's a lot about what happens at a convention that you just don't know about. And this is one of them. You know, if you could see some of this going on, you might change your mind. Do you want to talk a little bit about the charity aspects that you've noticed in different cons? So, I've been to San Diego Comic Con, which oh. was, I'm sorry, I can't go back. It's its just too dense. It's too many people. Um, but, like, Awesome Con started out as a small convention and is now a much bigger presence. Mm -hmm. And it had that this nice small group community feel. Um but now it's become, and New York Comic Con, now it's become a vehicle to launch your TV show, your movie, your comic book. It's become a giant place to get as much money and exposure. It's a media tool. It's not the environment where there's, and they have, you can meet the pros and you can meet these people. And it's there and it's broad. And I've met the most amazing people that way as well. But in a, in a con that's much more community-based, I've never been to a New York Comic Con where there was, sometimes the Red Cross is there too. I think they know to get us, like at the conventions, because we don't come from outside of our dark rooms and playing video games, except for a convention. Um, I, but the, you, you guys seek out, a, you seek charity that's local, that's here, that serves the local, the, the, the Maryland, Virginia, D.C. area, and that's special. And of the conventions I've been to over the last 10 years across the country, and I even went to one in Spain, that that feeling of community, it, I've only felt that here. In, I've only felt that here. Um, it's never as, 
if it's if they do it at other conventions, I don't know. It's not as prevalent, but here I am. I, it's always on my mind. Like, oh, wait, we're gonna do. They're gonna do the blood drive. I have to remember to make my donation. It's just part of my process of coming here to Shore Leave. So it's become a standard for me, and I. I didn't really realize that it was something missing from some of the other conventions. So it, it just adds to how special it is. Like, if I'm paying 250 bucks for a ticket to walk into AwesomeCon and I stand in line for two hours, I don't know where that money's going. But if I'm paying like 100 bucks or 60, like, it's, I know where the money goes. I know that a bunch of it is for the charities and it's for, the, for supporting each other. And it's, I, I dig that. It, it, it hits me in a part of, of inclusiveness that is important. Miles, did you have something you wanted to say? No, I'm good. You're good? Okay. I thought you leaned forward. I wasn't sure if you were going to jump in there and say something. So, uh, real quickly, before we wrap it up, we only have about five minutes left here. Uh, what is the earliest shore leave that people have been to? I know people said three years. Mike, I know you said you were 33 years. Um, how uh, how many shore leaves has the in the audience? Who has been to the most shore leaves? Here? At the fifteen, you went to fifteen year fifteen shore leaves. Yeah, fifteen. Anyone do have more than fifteen shore leaves? On Probably twenty five or so. Twenty five or so. Holy cow! Wow. <laughs> do I have twenty six? Do I hear twenty six? Twenty seven? Twenty seven? Twenty six? Twenty six? So. <laughs> All right. Well, Neil, you can help yourself to a prize over here for being here the longest. Well, I have a question for Neil. Neil, why do you keep coming back? And then you can pick your prize. Sorry. Yeah, after that. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know. Because of us. That's a reality. Because of us. We weren't here 25 years ago. That's true. It's a very well-run convention. And, you know, there's a lot of good people. They bring in a lot of good guests and uh, you know, just have a, a great time interacting with with uh, the guests and the uh, the other fans. Uh, and I agree. I think that's one of the you know, one of the things that I've noticed between this and Farpoint is the fact that we have organizations that really know what they're doing after this amount of time and, and do it well. And the people that come on board that are new are helping them run it smoothly. It's, a, it's something that... Exactly. One thing that we you keep can, hearing about the whole Okay. One thing my family keeps hearing about Shirley Moore is the fact that it's family friendly. Mm -hmm. I've been oh, my absolutely. kids here since they were three and four years old. <laughs> my daughter here was actually photographed by uh, Aaron Douglas, and her photograph was with the Battle Circle Arts remake on the uh, memorial just because Ooh. of short. That's so cool. That's so awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's dead. Uh, in, this, in the Battlestar Galactica universe? Yes. No, wow. That's so cool. That is you should go into IMDb really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Add it in. Add it in. But the fact that this place is so family friendly and I agree. always been so welcome here, we just keep coming back. Like, Which I think is goes back into the way we're saying there's so many kids around because it is... It's not that there aren't elements that you want to kind of protect your kids from, but they're later at night, and they obviously there's... But, it's, but seriously, in general, my son wants to run around while there's a, this parent that's a little bit cautionary, and I also don't feel terrible about letting him run off and then saying, okay, I'm back here, check him with me in a little bit. I kind of know where he's at, all right? I do keep an eye on him, but, but there is a safety. He, he's pretty safe to run around this convention, and there's not a lot of people. People are looking out for him. Yeah, I used to take my daughter here. Yeah, yeah. My had, had a great time with his wife and his kid. And his his daughter has a little T-shirt that says "Future Starship Captain Art." I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. She's only 14 months old. It's like, yeah. oh my that's gosh, man. talk yeah. about bringing up the next gen. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. Well, we want to thank you all for coming as we, you know, we're celebrating 40 years of 40 years, 40 years of shore leave. It's fantastic. And let's let's give shore leave a hand right here. And because of that, even if you didn't win a prize, or if you did win a prize, we want to give you all a gift up here. And so you can come on in, up and grab a stack of comic books, autograph, picture, whatever you want. Come on up, and uh, we're going to wrap up the show at this point. Thank you all for coming, just dialoguing and reminiscing. Awesome. Well, then, Miles? Okay, Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see you. Do your dailies.
Oh, just because. Space pants. Thank you. If you've enjoyed the conversation, the owners of this establishment would love to hear from you. Send your comments and feedback to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner.